Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I am Morgan Brian Birch, currently in sunny L.A., age 11 and three-fourths. And today we'll be talking about some fantastic topics, such as loving middle school's worst year of my life, the Eagle Huntress, and ICH collision course at the Discovery Cube. And right now I'm going to be talking to Joe Brogue, who is talking about Guess How Much I Love You. So how are you? I'm very well, thank you. And thank you very much for having me. Oh, why thank you for coming. So... First off, where are you at right now? Well, I'm in Australia, and uh, we are actually just about to start doing two new specials for the Guess How Much I Love You series. We're going to be doing a Christmas and an Easter special. So that's really lovely to be back in the meadow. I bet, and that's actually perfect that you guys are doing an Easter special because, of course, it has little nut brown hair who's a bunny, and it's in the meadow, so it's so springy and happy, and it's perfect for summer and spring. Yes, it is indeed. So, yes, and uh, we, as you know, we've made 78 of the episodes, and uh, we did them in seasons, so the seasons were always a big part of stories. Definitely, and that makes a lot of sense as well. So other than that, what other big episodes are you guys planning on doing for Guess How Much I Love You? Well, at this stage, we're concentrating on the two specials, which are 26 minutes each. So they are both like the equivalent of two episodes. And uh, we wanted to do specials for the seasons because we did get a lot of requests about uh, the seasonal episodes. And... Yeah, so it's been an interesting um, process to write because these creatures live in the meadow, but they live beyond um, kind of human time. They don't uh, have past or a present or a future. It's very much about, and that's why the seasons are so important, it's about waking up each day and and whatever the day brings is their discovery. So that's uh, doing a Christmas and an Easter special uh, is about spring as as you guys are there and and what that does it changes everyone's moods it opens up possibilities and then christmas which is about family and goes back to the brand of you know being with people you love oh that's so sweet so how did you get involved in this series guess how much i love you well, we came across the book like most uh, people have, and apparently the book sold 35 million copies worldwide. So it's a, it's a really wonderful book that is connected with people across uh, the world. And we loved the idea of, you know, how do you measure how much you love someone uh, in that book? It's just such a simple uh, idea. And, and so we had the opportunity to pitch on the series and to make it into a preschool series. And we was quite a challenge because it's a little bit different to a lot of the shows that are preschool shows, which are very bright and um, there's lots of energy and they're really and quite education focused. And we felt that 
the reason that people connected to the book, both kids and adults alike, was because of the simple message of experiencing life and and experiencing it with someone. So uh, we we were very lucky to get the option to actually make the series, and so we made it with a, a German broadcaster, Kika, who also were really um, the, the book actually is a very popular book in Germany as well, and so together with the producers at Kika. Who, who loved the book as much as we did, we went on this journey of initially making 52 episodes to, um, and we had to expand that world because one of the things that we, uh, in the book, it's it's about a father, big nut brown hair and, and, a, and little nut brown hair. And uh, that was another thing about it that we loved is that it was about a father and a son, which is a quite an unusual um, relationship. You don't see as much stories about uh, that relationship but we expanded the world so that they live he lived in a world and he had friends because you live your life with friends as well as your family so that really opened up lots of um stories that we could tell and as as i said before we broke it up into seasons because in their world they don't go to school they don't uh they're not bound by the same kind of schedules that we as humans live by but they live to the seasons, and the seas- as the seasons change, so does their experiences. So that gave us a really good structure to work with over the stories and meant we could have fun in winter and different experiences in spring and what autumn brings as well as summer. So, And they're all the things that as children and as adults, which we have as our memories, the seasons really help shape our lives. That makes a lot of sense. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Moist America Kids Network. Today we were talking about some magnificent topics, such as loving, middle school, worst years of my life, uh, Eagle Huntress, and Ice Age Collision Cores at the Discovery Cube. And right now we're talking to Joe Bog about Guess How Much I Love You, Autumn Journey. So that's actually quite fascinating, and I think that's really cool the way that you are designing all these wonderful stories. And I love the way that the book plays out because when I was very young, I was like uh, two and three, and I, I still love the book today, and I was reading it back then because I, um, I had like a leapster, and they uh, read the book to you, and it uh, sounded out the balls and everything, and I always loved listening to that story, and it always made me feel giddy inside, so I was so <laughs> happy when I heard about the TV show. Yeah, no, and, and I think that's... That's that's the reason why we wanted to to uh, to make it because I think you have people. One of the the books still sell worldwide. People buy them for Valentine's Day. They buy them for their grandparents. They buy them for their kids for, for births for birthdays uh, anniversaries. It's really um, connected across. It's a very universal um, book, and uh, for that reason, we wanted to make it for the adults to be watching it with their kids so that they could have the feeling of being the parent or the adult in the world and then also telling the story through the, the, the child's point of view, which and we wanted to make sure that they were both equal because Big Nut Brown Hair knows life through experience but Little Nut Brown Hair is curious and is and is, is finding new discoveries and helping Big Nut Brown Hair to see the world in a different way. So we really liked that idea that, Adults know the world, but kids are seeing it in a new way, and they can help us to see things in a new way, as well as we can teach them about the world that we know. So it's a very um, equal relationship. That's actually very interesting as well, and I completely understand that, because you always want kids to have their own point of view, and that makes a lot of sense. 
And the way that everybody's learning in this is just really happy. And I really like the way that you guys were able to do that and combined both of these outlooks into one really just big, huge, happy film, you know, or a TV show. Oh, well, I'm glad you feel that way. The um, We really wanted it to be also a very peaceful, like, 11 minutes when, when it's on the TV, that in amongst all this um, bright noise and big colour, that there would be a sense of a space, like when you do come into nature. And so with the backgrounds, we made it, we really, we wanted it to feel the distance. We wanted you to feel the air and the space and so that you could feel that the world was big. Because when you go out of your living room and away from the TV, the world is there and you see the horizon. So the backgrounds... And that was their home. Again, they don't have a bedroom or a, a kitchen and a bathroom like humans do. Their world is very much is, is, is nature. So we had to really make that feel like a home. We wanted to make yeah. it feel beautiful. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And also at the same time, you guys made it seem like it was a storybook. You guys really brought that aspect out by um, it looked like everything was hand-drawn. And so how do you do the animation for the uh, – for the TV series? Like, do you draw it or uh, do you use computer graphics or how does that work out? Well, it's a combination. So Anita Jerem, who did the beautiful illustrations, the, the, the story and the visuals were such a big part of what makes that story, the, the book, so special. So we really wanted to capture that beautiful elegance and simplicity of, of the original illustrations. But we had to fill out because in the book you see the white pages of the book. So uh, we had to fill the colour right to the edges of the world. And so our artists used a combination of uh, hand-drawing watercolour textures and paintings, but we did everything digitally in the computer. But but today when you do things on a computer, you just uh, – all the same tools are being used and uh, – it's just a digital interpretation. So, but we did take real watercolor and then use that throughout. And the animation was done in a um, program called Toon Boom, which is like a two D traditional animation, but it allows you to put in um, like frames within the characters so that you can get a lot of movement. And we especially spent a lot of time thinking about their ears because they don't, their eyes are so small and that the way that he expresses his feelings through his ears were really important. So we spent a lot of time animating ears, which was, oh, which well, was that's, fun. That's very funny. And um, <laughs> that's really cool. And really quickly, how long does it take you to make one episode? Because it's so... Uh, each one is so unique and so different and uh, very beautiful. So how long does it take to make one episode of I Guess How Much I Love You? Well, from start to finish, each episode takes about three to four months. But because we're making – we made 52 of them first time, um, we have to stagger it so that you're, you're just working on lots of them at the same time straight after each other. So all up it took about 18 months. Um just nearly under two years, but it was really just between, yeah, so about 18 to 20 months to do uh, 13 hours. Uh, that was the first season and then the second season we did 26. So, yeah, they, they take they take a long time, but because you're doing a lot of them, you can uh, use elements across the different episodes and that's why it's good to do seasonal stuff because we could do all the winter stuff and we could 
concentrate on the snow and reuse all the snow. And then in the, in the autumn, we could reuse all the autumn backgrounds. So, so you kind of create the series in a way that makes it doable. Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much for this interview, ma'am. It is just a pleasure meeting you. And thank you so much. Pleasure I, to talk to you. Thank you. And I absolutely love your accent. <laughs> thank you. And I love yours, too. Well, let's take a break. I'm Morgan Brianne Birch, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hello and welcome back to the program kids first coming attractions i'm your host keeper blakesley and this show is sponsored by blinky bill the movie we just got done talking about talking to joe from guess how much i love you it was a great interview we're gonna also be talking about middle school the worst years of my life the eagle hunters and ice age collision course at the discovery cube right now i'm talking with kamai who's gonna be talking about this wonderful romantic film that just came out called loving it's a great film so um Come on, um, tell us about what you thought of this film. I thought this film was um, awesome and uh, very sad, and uh, and unex and tons of unexpected things have happened. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, when I saw the trailer for this, I was incredibly hooked because it is about not only is it based on a true story, but it's it tells the story of an interracial couple and them trying to stay together even though that in the world they live in, in the society they live in, it's, um, it's looked down upon. Uh, there have been many films that have tackled the situation, one of which is one of my favorite films of all time, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner with Sidney Poitier. But this film takes a different, uh, takes a, uh, a, a different mood and tone and uh, very focusing more on the, of the dramatics and even the intensity of it all. So um, talk about uh, the acting of this film because there are some phenomenal actors. Um, I, you know, the acting was great, because, um, you know, they could make themselves cry when they needed to cry to make the movie more sad, they needed to act surprised, they needed to act mad, their acting was great, you, you actually thought that 
you were standing in front of this really happening at that moment of time. And that's what films are supposed to do. And I, uh, I love Joel Edgerton, but I was really interesting because whenever you have a romantic film, my my biggest pet peeve with romantic films is that if they don't, if they lack chemistry. So, did you feel that um, uh, Ruth Nega and uh, Joel Edgerton, the two main characters, how was their chemistry in this film? Um. Well, their chemistry, it it, it was a. Uh, it was really kind of good. I I mean I think they did I think they did their best and they and they actually uh, did their part with what they were supposed to. do. Um, there's no um, down points on this movie, and their uh, chemistry was really great. Now the story does take a historical route uh, and based on a true story, which I'm a sucker for those kind of films. So. Uh, what does this film teach you uh, about life back then? And even it could like make you think about life today, uh, nowadays, in a reflection. So uh, what was some things that you learned about in this film? Well, you learn that it's okay to be different, that if you love somebody, there, there's nothing wrong with loving them. If you're different, I mean, because it's love, nothing, there's, nothing, there's no way to be wrong with love and... That's what it teaches you. Love is the most important thing in the world, and that's what this movie shows you. What does this film really focus on? Does it focus on the the commentary of, of social norms back then, um, back then, or does it really focus on um, the romance and it's uh, the romance of the two characters, or does it do both? Um, I would have to go with the third option that it does both because you do see what the North has done. And it, it is a little mix of romance in it to make you um, more of a sucker for it. So it, it's a, a good combination or mix to make this a great movie. And yeah. That sounds fantastic. Now, the trailer got me when, and again, I, I haven't personally seen this film yet. Uh, I've heard word of mouth and I'm hearing very good things about it. And so far, I'm still continuing hearing good things about it. But what I hear, uh, what really happens is how real the characters are. You feel that Joe Edgerton loves his wife and uh, vice versa. And it's these two characters, all they want to do is just have a happy life. And I feel like that's something that audiences can empathize with, that we all we all we want is just to love our partner. And this is because of social norms back then. It's, it's, that's difficult um, to do that. So I'm glad this film was made to point that out. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Blinky Bill, the movie. We're also going to be talking about the films, The Middle School, The Worst Years of My Life, The Eagle Hunters, and Ice Age Collision Course at the Discovery Cube. Right now, I'm going to continue talking about loving um, with Kamai. So, um, talk about the cinematography in this film, because this is um, set in a different time. It's a good cinematography. Um, to film this movie, they actually went to the north and they went to Virginia and Washington. They um, went to all these places so you can know, so it looked more real and the setting was more more realistic to you. So they actually went to some of the old buildings to film and to, went to the loving old home where they used to live. So you can know that this was a true story and um, that this wasn't some fake made up thing. 
Certainly. I love when films film on location. I mean, there's a different atmosphere, especially when you're filming in the place where this story, um, at least in the region and the place where the story took place. I bet that was that helped the actors and certainly directors and the filmmakers for this because they were able to have that kind of atmosphere. Now, what would you say this film, do, I mean, are there any surprises in this film without giving anything away? Like, what is something in this film that makes it particularly unique that you wouldn't expect in this film, if any? You know, there's, there's not that many surprises. You see most of the things that are going to happen because th this was based on a true story. And if you've seen the documentar documentary or read some books about this or studied it, there's kind of no surprises. So, um... If I think of a surprise, though, it would um, be uh, hearing that, uh, hearing Mr. Loving smoking and stuff like that. That would really just be it. Oh, so you, you research about these characters. You said that you watched some documentaries and even read some things about it. Am I correct? Yes. Knowing the research that you did, did you feel like that these characters and even the situation that uh, was portrayed in this film was done correctly? And accurately. Sorry, the word accurately, I mean. It was definitely done accurately. I mean, um, after the movie, um, they had the real actors come and they talked about filming the movie. And they talked about how they actually got to meet Mrs. and Mr. Loving's daughter. She's now in her 40s or something like that. And she said that wow. uh, actors looked like her looked like her real parents. So she, when she, uh, they said on the, on the set when she came... She accidentally called one of the um, actor's dad and one of the actor's mom. She started crying. Wow. That's emotion. That's that's tough. I mean, well, they're doing something right, of course, but, man, I can only imagine. And was this, like, after the credits? Or was this, like, a... Was this, what, or what did you see this behind the scenes? Um, it was after the, after the movie and the credits and everything, um, the real actors, like, came into the movie theater and to the... And uh, the front of the movie theater and talk to you guys. Um, we answered wow. some questions and um, see how it was acting. We even got to meet the producer. Did you get to talk to? Uh, so you, you met the producer. Did you get to talk to him about the film and what? Um, and ask any questions? Um, I really didn't have a question because I, I, I was still in awe. But um, <laughs> other people did ask questions and some of them were like. Was it hard making this movie? Um, was it good? What was it difficult doing this and stuff like that? So yeah, it was it was pretty good and yeah. Well, so um, that's a treat. That's an absolute pleasure to be able to meet the filmmakers and actors after the film, of course. Uh, so how many stars would you give this, and what would you say the age range for this film? I would say a five out of five star rating, only because well. It, it, there's no disappointments in this movie to me. It, I mean, from hearing other people's um, reviews and how they talked about it, from what I hear and from what I see, um, there there's no downfalls in this movie. And the age rating, it would probably be like a, you know, maybe ten and up, ten through eighteen and up, because uh, you know, five year olds they, they don't care. They, they don't go watch Elmo or something like that. And uh, 10-year-olds, they'll, they'll understand because they'll, they'll already be learning this in social studies, know that this is a real-life thing that really happened, and yeah, they'll, they'll understand it, and everybody else will, yeah, from there. 
And hopefully for people who don't fully understand, we can see the film and maybe find some understanding and empathize with the characters. So it seems like a film that people can learn a lot about not only our history, but the power of love. That sounds cheesy, but it's a real thing. Well, thank you so much, Kamai, for talking about, sorry, excuse me, for talking about loving. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, too. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Blinky Bill the Movie. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm morgan brian birch reporting for kids first and it's sunny la and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about some fantastic things such as um we got to talk to joe brog about guess how much i love you autumn journey Loving, and right now we are going to be talking about middle school worst years of my life with the fantastic and amazing Triana, who is 12 years old in Philadelphia. And then later we are going to be talking about the Eagle Huntress and Ice Age Collision Course at the Discovery Cubes. And right now I am super excited because our sponsor is Blinky Bill the Movie, which is about an adorable koala who goes on and tries to find his dad on this terrific adventure, and he meets quite a few fantastic friends along the way. And right now we are talking about uh, middle school, worst years of my life, with Triana, who is 12 years old in Philadelphia. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing good. So I actually have heard about this film quite a lot about it, and I'm also great friends with Thomas, who is the lead character in this film. So what was your imprint on this film, and what did you like about it? I just, like, really admired the film, because I thought that, like, Rafe, he was so courageous. Like, he really stood up to the principal, and it was like, I never saw nobody do that. Like, even in my school, nobody had done it. And I just like the artwork, the creativity, the drama, the action, it was all, like, put together so perfectly that I just found, found it, like, so amazing. It was just a good film. Oh, wow. And so what's this film basically about? It's basically about a new student. His name is Rafe Kachadorian. And he's, like, very, like, bad in school. So, like, this is, like, the only school he's able to go to. So while he's at school, he's doing pretty good until he meets this person 
named Logan. They're friends. Well, you gotta watch the the movie to figure out like how they get connected and stuff. But for right now, they're friends, and they basically just get into a lot of trouble pranking the principal because the principal actually just, I think, they were in the auditorium and Rafe was drawing his notebook, and all of a sudden somebody took it out his hand and he drew a picture of the principal. And it was like an ugly picture, and everybody was laughing. And the principal actually got it, and it was one of his rules to not like draw pictures and stuff of him because he's just he's just so cocky and everything. So he saw the picture, and he actually just dissolved it. He put it in like some type of spectrum and just put the whole notebook in there. But mind you, this is like Rafe's favorite notebook. Like he has his whole life in there. He's been drawing it since he was young, so he was really upset. So he decided to get the principal back for actually putting his notebook in there. And I thought it was, like, really good for him, like, to do that because it made him get what he wanted and made the principal realize that's not what you do. And that's actually not one of the rules that you do to children at the age of him. Gotcha. And um, do you think this film will cause kids to be, like, uh, stand up to their principal and actually cause them to be bad kids or disobey the rules? I mean, it depends because me, I probably wouldn't do that because I wouldn't get in no trouble. But if it's maybe like children that might get in trouble a lot, they might do something like this. But I don't think like there's no principal out here that's like the movie. Because that principal, he was just horrible. Like he made up his own rules, changed the schedules, changed the, the tests and everything. And I don't know why, like that was not right at all. You should never do that to kids at their age in middle school. Especially, that's like the most important days of your life, going to high school. So that probably wasn't right. But I think children, I mean, some might, but I don't think a lot would because they're like probably smart enough not to do that. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Now, did you learn any uh, lessons in this film? Um, I just learned that you have to follow the rules. Like, you just have to. Even adults have to follow rules. But sometimes, if the rules are not able to follow or they're not acceptable, then sometimes you can kind of, like, change a little bit. But basically, just follow the rules and do what you're supposed to do. That that makes a lot of sense. That is a great lesson. Now, is this your first year of middle school? This is my first year of middle school, as a matter of fact. And I really want to see this... Uh, this movie a lot and yeah it's really good um so what grade are you in i'm in seventh grade oh so this is your second year of middle school yes and did you feel like shy or odd uh like the oddball out when uh, in your first year of middle school because it is a big transition from elementary school i mean the way my school is set up it's like they have like the whole elementary school from from kindergarten all the way up to eighth grade so I was actually with my friends in fifth grade, and we just went upstairs to like, but it was like a whole new transition. But I knew some of the people, like the seventh graders, I knew some of the eighth graders in the school. So it was like, I kind of just like slipped right in when I went into sixth grade. But I just had a little bit of trouble with my locker, and it was just a lot going on at sixth grade. But it was fun. Like, sixth grade is so much fun. It's like totally different from middle school because you have lockers now you switch teachers you carry your books around it's just so much different i actually enjoy middle school i understand that and i actually feel the same way now other than that um what do you think about the um 
the way that the film played out because it's really funny and at the same time you're like laughing a lot and you're having a good time and it seems like something that uh sound seems like a really enjoyable film exactly you're listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network today we're talking about some amazing topics such as loving right now we're talking about middle school worst years of my life and then next up we're going to be talking about the eagle huntress and ice age collision course at the discovery cube and right now we are talking about the fantastic film uh, middle school worst years of my life with triana who is 12 years old and in philadelphia so who's your favorite character my favorite character probably has to be Rafe. I feel because he was just so brave, and even though he got in trouble in school, he just had the mindset of, I need to get him back and get him in trouble because he's not doing the right thing for our middle school. And I just thought that was so amazing because, like, nobody I ever heard did that before. So I felt like the, this made, the movie just made me feel like if somebody's not treating you right, you have to tell an adult or do something about it. Because he told, he told like the Philadelphia, the school district or something. He told the school district and they wound up, he got fired. And I thought that was amazing because the principal, he was like really bad. Like he just did everything wrong and he couldn't do this. That's actually a really good moral lesson. And what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene would probably be the first time they pranked the principal. And is when, that's when they put sticky notes around like the whole school. They put it in the principal's office. Like, literally, the whole school, the hallways, up the stairs. And it was, like, little messages. Like, it was, like, a whole bunch of different little messages. And I thought that was, like, so important because it made them realize that kids have to stand up sometimes and not just back down, even though they're adults. But sometimes you have to stand up for yourself and get the rights that you want to have. Um, That's actually a, a good point. And that actually makes a lot of sense because if you think about it, most kids decide to hold back and they don't really stand up to adults because they're scared what the adults can do to them and it's important to stand up and have your own rights. Exactly. And uh, what would you say uh, was one of your favorite parts about the film? Like, what was your favorite aspect? Because other than other than it being, like, about the school and everything, he also does have, like, an outside life and it's also about his sister and his mom and and really all about what's going on around middle school as well as going, what's going on inside of it. So what would you say What was one of your favorite parts that didn't happen inside the middle school but was, like, going on outside of it? Um, my favorite part probably outside the middle school is Rafe's, Rafe and his little sister's mom, boyfriend. And I really, like, this probably, like, maybe one of the worst characters I didn't really like in this film. Even though they did a wonderful job, I like that part. But just the fact that they were, he was, like, so mean. And, like, he just, he just made, and he was cheating on the mom. It was just a lot going on. And he was just, like, really crazy. He was going to send Grace to boarding school. And even though he was bad, that didn't mean that you had to send somebody to boarding school. And that wasn't right. And he, Grace been through a lot of stuff because his, his um brother had died. And it's just a lot of going on. And his brother and him were really close. So I understand the fact why he's kind of like messing up the school a little bit. Because it's a lot going on. And I would feel the same way if something happened to my, one of my family members. That makes a lot of sense. And what would you say that the age range is for this film? Um, I think the age range probably has to be 11 to 18. Oh, wow. Okay. And other than that, um, how many stars would you give this film? Five out of five. 
Well, thank you so much for this interview, Triana. It is just a pleasure seeing you. And thank you so much for being here and being able to talk to us. Thank you so much, too. It was like, it was so amazing. I like talking to you. It was fun. Let's take a break. I'm Morgan Brea Birch, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And again, our fantastic sponsor for today is Blinky Bill the Movie, about an adorable koala who basically decides to go on and find his dad, and he meets quite a few interesting characters along the way, and has an adventure of his life. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hello welcome back to the program kids first coming attractions i'm your host keeper blakesley and this show is sponsored by blinky bill the movie i just want to give a quick shout out to a film we didn't there was a film that we didn't get to talk about on the radio show but i felt like we should do a shout out because this this has been getting a lot of it needs to get more attention, and I feel like it's a very, it's a landmark film. Birth of a Nation. Uh, it's out in theaters now. Uh, it's an independent film that uh, by um, Nate Parker that just came out about the slave rebellion. Uh, please go check it out. It's uh, it needs to get more um, recognition, and people need to go see it. Uh, even regardless of all the controversy, go check it out and um, create your own opinions. But now with that shout out out. We're going to be talking to Morgan about Eagle Huntress and also about Ice Age Collision Course at the Discovery Cube. So, uh, Morgan, uh, thank you for being on the show. Let's talk about this wonderful documentary. Um, so, tell us what you thought about it. Oh, my gosh. I think this was one of my favorite um, movies of the year, to tell you the truth. I actually really loved it because it tells girls and inspires women um, that they can basically do anything that they put their minds to and that they can be able to accomplish anything no matter what anybody says. So don't really, don't listen to those haters because they're just going to keep on hating. But, you know, just shake it off and keep on going. Shake it off. Shake it off. Do, do, do. Sorry, that's just tricking my, tricking me. All right. So um, talk about what the documentary is really about because it is actually a fascinating topic. So it's about Ash LePan, who is a, a little girl who's only 13 years old, and she finally wants to, be, um, to become an eagle huntress and be one of the first women hu- eagle hunters. So she decides to 
actually become an eagle huntress, and it's basically about her journey as well as her father, Jella, and him trying to help her accomplish her goals. And her mom, Alma, and her brothers and sisters all trying to make sure that they can help her on her journey to become an eagle huntress. Now, uh, what, what's really coincidental is that when uh, when this film came out, uh, I was studying about Mongolia, and one of the topics we were talking about was eagle hunting and how they use eagles to hunt prey. And I thought that was so cool, and I was really happy if they made a film about this because it is a very fascinating topic. So. What would you say is the best uh, about the documentary filmmaking? There is so much you can do. What did you think about the camera angles and like cinematography in this film? The cinematography is breathtaking. And Otto Bell, the director, did a fantastic job. He, I actually got to have the pleasure of talking to him. And he said that he actually... Um, one of the scenes is when Ashapan is trying to capture a fox in the middle of uh, the dead cold winter in the in these amazing mountains, and she's like trying to catch a fox so that way she can be actually mentioned as an eagle huntress because that's the way that they all kind of had to prove themselves. And all the men kind of think she can't do it, so she's like, "Okay, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm going to." Uh, catch this fox and prove my worth to everybody else, even though everybody else keeps on saying she uh, can't do it. So then it's basically about how she captures the wolf, and that was really cool. And he's a uh, fox, and he said that they he expected to be out there for like, I don't know, five or six days. He was like, oh, it's not going to be that long. He said it turned out being a month and a half long. Two, wow. 22 days, and he was like, oh my gosh, this is how long it's going to be, what the heck? And uh, they could never find any foxes or anything, because it was like dead still out there, there was like no life, because it was in the middle of winter, and everything, everything was like hiding or in hibernation. And uh, the foxes were also white, so it was like really hard to spot them, because they were like looking all around, like, where the heck are they? Because they were camouflaged. And I think one of my favorite scenes is probably when Ashley Pan is probably going to the mountains to get her own baby golden eagle. And she actually ends up going to a steep cliff, and then uh, we get to watch her scale this tall mountain. And then she, reaps, uh, she reaches into a nest, and she captures her first um, baby golden eagle, and then she begins training it. And I think that was really cool because uh, she's like, her father is trying to pull her up by a rope, and she's trying to make sure that she can get the right eagle and that... She's trying to make sure that everything will work out. And the mother eagle is like swimming her head and getting angry at her. And she's kind of like, oh my gosh, what the heck is going to happen? Because most mothers would not appreciate you stealing one of their babies. Definitely. I mean, it's you never separate a mother from a cub. <laughs> this is an expression. So, well, thank you very much for talking about eagle huntress. Uh, how many stars would you give this and what age range would it be? Um, I actually got to meet Ashley Pan as well as uh, her father um, and her mother, and it was just a pleasure being able to meet them. And I also got to meet the director, Otto Bell, of this film, and they were all terrific. And they're from Mongolia, and they don't speak the same language as us. So Ashley Pan and her father and her mother all had to have a translator there, so that way we could be able to talk to them. And I also got to meet a very nice eagle named Darwin and his trainer, and I got to pet him. And I was like, oh, yes! And that was so cool. 
And I'd say that I'd give this film five out of five uh, Golden Eagle stars for Soaring Above, of course. And I'd say that the perfect age range for this is probably 10 through 18 and up, because younger kids will be scared of, like, the eagles trying to capture all the bunnies and, like, trying to capture the food, and they're going to be like, he's eating my pet, or, you know, they're going to be freaked out a little bit because of that. And I would say that that's probably the appropriate age range. And also, you do know how, you do have to know how to read because um, since Ashley Pan, her father and her mother, um, and everybody in the village was like speaking a different language, they had the subtitles on the bottom. So I would just recommend that your child is a good reader. Definitely with foreign films, but that's a very rare experience, and I'm very happy that you're able to to experience that. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. And this show is sponsored by Blinky Bill the Movie. We're also going to be talking about other films like Ice Age Collision Course and, at, and the event at the Discovery Center. So, Morgan, uh, I live like down the street from the Discovery Cube, and it's here in Santa Ana, and it's, it's, it's an amazing place, really wonderful place for you to be able to learn about science, and it's a great place for, for the kids and the family. So tell us about your event, what, uh, the event there. The event was actually magnificent. One of the cool things about it was, uh, in the beginning, uh, one of the people who does the storyboards and does the animation showed us how to do simple designs of Buck, Granny, as well as of Scrat, of course. And we all got to draw on our little notepads, which was really cool. And then after that, they gave us um, little gift bags. So they gave us all kinds of things, um, such as a toothbrush, um, with Ice Age characters and such, a snow globe, they gave us the movie, and a bunch of other cool swag, which I was, like, so happy about. And one of the really cool things was um, including the swag and the, being able to do the awesome designs and drawings was we got to meet a meteorologist who was a pleasure to meet because uh, Ice Age Collision Course is all about a giant meteorite that's basically coming for the planet Earth, and they're all like, what the heck is going to happen? So it's all about them, you know, once again, having another disaster that they have to overcome. <laughs> and that was uh, really cool, and she taught us all about rocks and uh, NASA and all kinds of cool stuff like that, and I was like, wow, so those were very interesting facts. Um, and then after that, they separated us into groups. So then we got to, uh, they gave us like a little bit of the tour of the Discovery Cube Museum, um, and we were the acorn group, which was really funny because they had an acorn group, Scrat, as well as a Manny group. And that's it. And that was really cool because then they gave us like a little bit of tour and then they gave us uh, five hours to go and explore the museum for free. So I was like, yay. I love the museum so much. I don't care what age range you are. You can go there and have fun and learn about science in just a great way. I love I'm a sucker for those interactive stuff. I'm 16 and I still go there. And it's just, it's an amazing place. So, um, tell us about um, some of the interviews you got to go over there because it was a, a bit, there was a lot of people you were able to talk to. Um, I got to talk to the, meteor, uh, the meteorologist as well as the um, drawer uh, and one of the animators. I got to talk to two of them, as a matter of fact, and they were both uh, just a pleasure to meet. And they were fantastic. And after that, uh, they let us be able to do the drawings and everything, and then uh, they let us explore the entire museum. So they had, like, this thing where we got to play hockey, kind of. So they had, like, a goalie, and then, like, kids got suited up, and then they tried to block the uh, uh, goals and the pucks. 
and that was really fun. And then after that, they had uh, all kinds of bones and fossils for us to look at, so, uh, dinos of dinosaurs, of course, and that was really fun. They also had a terrific thing full of like what it was to go into the gigantic uh, space station because we got to go in there and they had like all kinds of cool stuff like that, and that was really fun. Well. It is this Discovery Cube in Orange County is an amazing place where they have a lot of events and one of these and this event always sounds like it was a blast. Thank you very much, Morgan, for talking about the event. Thank you. And um, it's actually in Santa Ana, which was really fun. And I give this event five out of five um, fantastic woolly mammoth stars. And um, I'd say that anybody can go. Anybody can and, go. And uh, definitely check out the Blu-ray DVD. Uh, combo pack as well as it's in deluxe edition so it has blu-ray 3d blu-ray dvd and digital hd and also it includes the original ice age movie as well as ice age collision course which was terrific by blue skies entertainment as well as fox so i well, would definitely recommend checking it out definitely well thank you very much morgan you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiva Blake C. To check out more coverage of new DVD releases, films, and other reviews, go to our website, www.kidsfirst.org. Also, check out our YouTube page of the same name, Kids First, and check out our recent reviews and red carpet events. Also, check out our blogs. We In our jury section of our website, we write about films and different topics about films. It's a great read. We really work hard at them. Uh, uh, thank you very much for watching the show. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you for listening. This show is sponsored by Blinky Bill the Movie. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 